On this episode of the Let's Go Full Steam Ahead podcast, I celebrated the 109th birthday of the Girl Scouts with a dear friend and fellow Girl Award Girl Scout, Naomi Porter. We talked about her experience as a serial entrepreneur, an innovator, and what she did to earn her Gold Award project. Follow along in this episode as we talk through our coffee and conversation, and maybe even get a few tips on getting internships. Naomi herself just finished a term as a National Girl Scouts of America intern. Enjoy this episode. Hey, Naomi. Hi. Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Happy National Day of Girl Scouts. This is an amazing day, and I'm so excited to be having this conversation. And just, oh, Girl Scouts is just such an amazing organization. I can't wait to just dive deeper into this and have this conversation. Yes, me too. So um, for those of you who don't know, I've invited Naomi Porter to be on today's Coffee and Conversation. And I would love to read your bio that I have here, but I actually think that you would probably do it more justice because I feel like when we get to introduce ourselves, we get to say what's really important. So if you don't mind, would you introduce yourselves for the audience? Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Naomi Porter. I am a 16-year-old serial entrepreneur from Los Angeles, California, with just the mission to equip youth with the skills that they need in order to be successful. Because simply put, entrepreneurship is the future. And so as the CEO and founder of two businesses, I launched Entrepreneurship You Can Do It Too, which is an organization that provides free entrepreneurial education courses for students who are interested in activism, change-making, making businesses and having those conversations to really move us forward. And so that's kind of a little bit about my organization. We've provided about 600 um, students with participants um, with startup funding resources, mentorship, connecting them to opportunities. And we just are hoping to continue to grow throughout this year. I love that so much. I obviously can see the skills that you've gained not only through Girl Scouts, but through being a serial entrepreneur, public speaker and everything. That was an excellent elevator pitch. That's something I talked to a lot of my guests about is how can you tell us about what you do and how you're changing the world in a succinct and clear way? And you are rocking it. So excellent first start to the coffee and conversation. I love it so much. So uh, I want to I want to kind of dive into entrepreneurship and what that really means. So could you um, define it in like one sentence for someone who maybe has never heard that word before someone who's just tuning in for the first time and is like, what is this thing she mentioned? Could you define it? Yeah, for sure. It's a big word. It's a word that I definitely wasn't even able to spell for the first two years of calling myself an entrepreneur. So for sure, it's definitely difficult. But basically, entrepreneurship is looking around your community and figuring out how you can make your community a more sustainable and more equitable place. And so yes, some entrepreneurs make businesses, others have products, services, but you can also have social movements. And so that's the thing with entrepreneurship is it's so big. There's so many ways of doing it. And there's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur. If you're reposting things on your story, you're an entrepreneur. If you're selling something, you're an entrepreneur. If you're having these conversations, you know, like if you see the conversationalists in the chat, that's being an entrepreneur. That's having an entrepreneurial mindset and saying, I want to better myself, but not only myself, but my community as well. I love that. I love that so much. And I think you really touched on something really good that anyone can be an entrepreneur. You just you don't just have to sell something or 
You don't have to just post a certain way. Like anyone can have the entrepreneurial spirit. And so I really love that you mentioned that. So for all of you who are joining us, um, I'm so excited to sit down with Naomi and talk about her entrepreneurial spirit and Girl Scouts because it is the 100th anniversary of Girl Scouts today. So if you have any questions, please feel free to either drop them in the chat or the little question marks box question mark box. I'm just learning how to use that. So feel free to use it if you have any questions. Have you used it? You like it? I have. I love it. And you can broadcast it on the screen. So it's perfect. So definitely ask us any questions. We're excited to hear from you. Yes, yes, very much so. So I have a question for you. Yes. What is your first memory of being involved with something entrepreneurial? So really the first memory is actually just the title of this Coffee and Conversation. It's Girl Scouts because really at a young age, you're selling cookies. And I think that as most successful women in business may say is that selling Girl Scout cookies was their first business. You get taught the idea of marketing and networking, but also the tolerance for no. And that's something that doesn't go away with age. You know, people who are 10, 20, 120, you're going to be told no, even if you're not going into entrepreneurship, even if you're not going into the business field, because that's just part of life. And so even as simple as when someone just says, oh, you know, I wouldn't like to buy a box of Girl Scout cookies, you're taught resilience because you still know that your product has value, what you're doing has value. And that characteristic and that like strategy has really stayed with me. Um, And then also on the flip side of that is it taught me the importance of collaboration because building a team in business is just as important as having a team really in life. And that's so true with Girl Scouts because, I mean, you have troopmates together, you're collaborating. And it's this idea of, you know, collaboration over competition, which is something that I speak so frequently to because with entrepreneurship, it's not just an individualistic sort of a society. We need to have the best minds and talents together to solve the world's biggest issues. And what better way than through competition? Because everyone has the same interests. Everyone has different passions and different ways that they can utilize their skills to make sure that we have a future where really no one is left behind. And Girl Scouts really taught me that at a young age, just having those conversations with my troopmates of like, okay, how are we going to sell the most cookies this year? What do we want to do with our investments? You know, are we going to go to Emerald Bay? Are we going to go to Catalina Island or are we just, you know, going to do some service projects? And so that really taught me those are the two main things, the tolerance for no and the idea of collaboration. Oh, I love that so much. The tolerance for no and the resiliency, knowing that when someone tells you no, it's not personal. It, no. I mean, most of the time, most of the time when you're selling something, it's not personal, right? And and that's not a reflection of you or like you said, the the value of what you're product or services that you're putting out into the world, you know that you are still valued, you know, you still have awesome strengths. And it just because they say no, it it could mean not yet, maybe I'm not ready to purchase what you're putting down. Or maybe it's just not the best fit for me. But it gives you the chance to I heard uh, someone the other day I was speaking to is no is just one step closer to your next yes. And I think that's just something that is sunk in with me. And I think it's something that was formed in Girl Scouts. Like you said, first opportunity for a business is selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, that's so, so true. 
through. I mean, and every time that you get told no, it just means that there's a greater yes really down the road in the future, you know? And even if also, if people are saying no to you, it's a collaboration and a partnership goes both ways. You know, there's probably a reason for that. And so you really have to like pivot and figure out, okay, this specific type of collaboration or person that I'm working with isn't working. So I need to kind of switch it up. And that's the definition of entrepreneurship. It's constantly changing and constantly adapting to figure out really how you can continue to benefit your society in our ever-changing adaptive society. I think I think that's great. I love everyone first off in the comments who are like pouring affirmations into you. It brings me so I much life. You. They're like, Naomi, you're a rock star. Naomi, you're such a good public speaker. And it's true. You're so <gasps> eloquent. And that's something that I'm going to pivot a little bit. Absolutely blows my mind. And yet I'm totally unsurprised because you are a product of the Girl Scouts. You are a serial entrepreneur. You are just you're doing all the things, pouring um, the opportunity, you're putting everything into the organizations that you're a part of, and you're getting in return what you're supposed to get. And so that's why I'm like, hyper uh, impressed, and also completely unsurprised, because you are a product of the system that has, for generations, poured out women just like you. And I'm just, I'm jazzed to be talking to you today, if I haven't said that yet. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. Well, vice versa, vice versa. Honestly, like anyone that you meet through Girl Scouts or through some of these organizations are truly the best and just the most empowering people who are willing to have conversations, who are willing to like make that lasting change. And it's really just a product of the places that you continue to be a part of, like Girl Scouts, like the Conversationalists, like all these other huge organizations, whether they be virtual or in person, you know, you continue to better yourself. And that to me is everything. Oh, that's just a gem. That's just a gem of a soundbite. I love it. <laughs> so good. Um, so what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Hard question, oh, I know. Thin Mints, for sure. Hands down. I mean, no let me know hesitation. I'd love to know, everyone. We have to know, what is the best Girl Scout cookie? Please let Absolutely. us know. Type in the chat. I'm ready for it. <laughs> what about so you? My, I, I cannot live without uh, Caramel Delights. They are my bread and butter. They're my favorite cookie. And... I, I actually have not yet bought any Girl Scout cookies this season. I really need to because time's running out. Um, how many cookies have you, do you happen to know off the top of your head, like, first off, are you currently selling Girl Scout cookies? And I can you hook me up? I'm not currently right now, no. Okay. But I do have friends who are, and they have, like, digital cookie booth, which is really amazing and such a great, like, resource to utilize. Ooh, yep, I see in the chat, I agree 100%. Savannah Smiles, those are good, 100%. But, yeah, there's so many different options, especially with digital cookie, and there's so many different ways that you can get Girl Scout cookies from people who don't necessarily live in your next-door neighborhood or anything like that, which is something that we relied so heavily on, really, pre-pandemic, so that's nice that that we've really been able to shift and just go virtually and just kind of navigate what it means to be a digital marketer, which is a whole new ball game. Absolutely. It's, it's just going back to that innovation and entrepreneurship. How can we take the hand that we're dealt? There are things in life we can control and things we can't. And how do we, uh, the only thing we can do is react. And how can we choose to react in a positive way to keep growing and keep developing and keep selling cookies? 100% couldn't agree more. So you, you do this thing called entrepreneurship. First off, love the name. Thank you. It's a program you've involved, you've impacted hundreds of, of students, right? Can you yeah. tell us more about the program and, and how it got started? 
Yeah. So like everything in my life, I think as this conversation is, it actually started as my Girl Scout Gold Award. And so really, I think the best thing about the Girl Scout Gold Award is that it's written in the description, it needs to be sustainable. And so that means you can continue doing it after your impact or after, you know, you've already gotten the award. So originally what I did is I partnered with about five organizations to host startup funding competitions to actually, you know, take those business plans and ideas that we helped students um, write. And then they did kind of like a Shark Tank style competition. And so that's what I did last summer. And then I earned my award for that. But then I wanted to continue. I wanted to make this into more of an organization, less of a project, because a project is kind of one and done. But an organization continues to evolve and continues to grow because entrepreneurship is the future and youth need to be equipped with the skills that they need in order to be successful and really sometimes you know let's take like school for example i'm considered an education reform advocate because i believe that the way that we educate youth should be a little bit different because really in our education system you're trained to think of job specific paths right at a young age you're asked what do you want to be when you grow up right thinking of one specific answer. Instead, we really need to shift the mindset and ask instead, how can you use your passions and talents to make the world a better place, right? In the Girl Scout law, make the world a better place. But more importantly, what issues and talents and problems do you want to solve? Because that's really not training us of problem-specific answers, right, when there's only one or right answer. Instead, we're thinking broad, and that to me is kind of the future. And so I knew that I wanted to really spend my life advocating for education reform, and that's why I continued entrepreneurship. And so now we've impacted about almost 700 participants in about 32 plus workshops. We have workshops pretty much every weekend on things that really just range from a variety of topics from getting scholarships, getting startup funding, finding internships, what it means to be an entrepreneur, taking the intersection of entrepreneurship and activism, the intersection of entrepreneurship, gender equity, gender equality, STEM, because entrepreneurship is so broad that it can really be intersected with a variety of things like STEM, climate change, racial inequalities, gender equities, all of those issues are issues that need to be addressed by entrepreneurial minds. And so that's really where I, why I started entrepreneurship. And hopefully in 2021, we're looking at getting some, hopefully some grants, some scholarships so we can continue giving more money um, to students and hosting bigger competitions. But again, that's all TBD. That's kind of in the dream. And so we'll kind of see where it's taking us. But as of right now, that's kind of a little bit about entrepreneurship. I love it. How can people, if they're super intrigued by what you just said, how can they learn more or follow you? Yeah, for sure. So GS Entrepreneurs is, it's also in my bio and pretty much anywhere. Um, they all link to each other, which is super convenient. And so linktree dot slash GS Entrepreneurs has a list of all of the events that we're hosting. So just tomorrow we have a how to land your internship. And then the next day we have a how to turn your ideas into things of social and economic value. And so we have a lot of things coming up next weekend. We have a change makers and creative panel on what it means to be an activist and being like economically empowered. And so we really have a lot of fun things coming up and we always are willing to do workshops. So if you have like a club or an organization that wants a workshop and then wants one tailored to you and your specific audience, please feel free to reach out, DM us. We are always, always happy to collaborate. I love that. I love the mention of interdisciplinary education, like 
being able to fold entrepreneurship into everything and how everything connects. Like one of the things that I advocate for is also education reform, focusing on really interdisciplinary education. So my heart just like leaped out of my chest when you were mentioning all of those things. Um, but students really need to be empowered to solve the big, hairy, scary world issues that to no fault of their own are getting shoved on their shoulders. And we are in that generation that we're like, let's do something about it. And so it just warms my heart that you are 16 and doing something about it and a Girl Scout and an entrepreneur and all of these other things. So I'm just absolutely thrilled that you're here. So for everyone, I just watched a whole bunch of people join in the chat. Thank you for being here. I'm chatting with Naomi Porter uh, on National Girl Scout Day, International Girl Scout Day. It's the 100th birthday of Girl Scouts. And we've been chatting a little bit about uh, the Girl Scouts experience that we've been a part of and all of the really cool entrepreneurial activities that Naomi has been a part of. Uh, we've also mentioned our favorite Girl Scout cookies. So if you have a favorite Girl Scout cookie, be sure to drop it in the chat below. And if you have any questions, of course, be sure to ask those as well. And uh, I do want to, I want to admit to something. I did do a moderate amount of creeping on you uh, via social media before this, because this is the first time for, for the audience, this is the first time Naomi and I have ever actually spoken face-to-face -face virtually. Yeah, like not um, just via like a clubhouse conversation or not just via like conversationalist or DMing on Instagram. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm really excited um, to, to chat with Naomi. Um, really about everything. And like I said, admittedly, I did stalk you a little bit. <laughs> Not creepily, but kind oh, of creepily. Oh, no, totally. I applaud it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, I noticed that you started your first business when you were 11 years old. And that stood out to me because I also started my first business at 11 years old. So I want to hear about your business. Tell me all about it. Yes. So I started my first business, Spice It Up, when I was 11 years old, which sells affordable and portable spice kits marketed to travelers and bloggers and people who are looking for an affordable and environmentally friendly option when they're going camping, backpacking, hiking, or even just going on rented quick accommodations. Because as an entrepreneur, you're always looking for the next thing to solve because there are so many problems in the world, but you can't tackle all of them. So you have to figure out what specific goal you want to focus on. And so for me, it was reducing our waste and our impact on the planet. And so for me, I noticed there were so many different ways that you could transport spices. And so a lot of those ways included, you know, plastic bags, and then you just throw them away or they get left when you're camping. And so as a Girl Scout myself, I was always backpacking and camping and hiking. And so I knew the importance of not only being environmentally friendly, but also being compact, needs to be TSA approved, waterproof, lightweight, easy to travel with. So as the target consumer myself, who was looking for this product, it was easier for me to design exactly what I envisioned because I was looking for this on the market and it didn't exist. I... I want to pick out, first off, love that. I have only gone camping at Girl Scout camps um, so and, and hiking at Girl Scout camps. But I love that you picked out that niche. Are you a hiker? I you am a hiker, yes. Got I it. Love going on day hikes, especially when, you know, you can go in the outdoors, go to the day hikes, and then know that you have a safe bed that's going to be warm and cozy at the end of the day. Like, that is the best. Like, day-long adventures are my category. They're my niche, for sure. <laughs> I love that. Getting in the great outdoors is definitely a plus of being a Girl Scout. And probably also, you're in California, right? Um, yes. It's probably gorgeous all year round there. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm probably going to go to the beach today, even though it's what? It's March. I love that. 
Beach. That's just the California vibes. <laughs> I'm like um, 1,500 miles. No, yeah, 1,500 miles from the beach in any direction because I'm in Kansas. And uh, I do have a really great lake not too far from my house. Exactly. And you have pretty sunflowers behind you. So your, your, you. your aesthetic is a lot more than just my nice little wall here. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta spice up the, uh, the background for, exactly. for people if they're watching. Um, sure. But I really loved something you've said inside there, talking about how you came to the realization that a problem needed to be solved. You mentioned that you're part of the target demographic for this specific item. And so when I talk to students about entrepreneurship and solving problems, because I'm an engineer and solving problems is like my favorite hobby, um, <laughs> hopefully want to make it a career so that I get paid and it's not a hobby. But um, one of the things I talk to students of all ages about is that um, everyone has pain points, right? Like everyone has a problem of some kind and it can affect um, how they hike. It can affect how they drive. It can affect... Um, even just going grocery shopping. And there are tons of problems in the world that can be solved. But it's not really helpful to solve problems if they're not solving someone's pain. And we really can start doing that through processes like empathy and exerting yeah. interviews and saying, like, how can I actually help you? And what is something that you really need? Because I can solve problems all day. and actually impact a person? Is it really helpful? Is it really making the world a better place like we talk about with Girl Scouts? So I just want to hear your thoughts on that and, and what you talk about with entrepreneurship uh, in your workshops and things. Yeah, for sure. So like solving a problem, only one half of it is really what you want because you can want, you know, we all want, you know, all of these like sustainable development goals by the outline, outlined by the United Nations. We all want those to be solved, but you need to figure out specifically how your passions and your skills figure into kind of that category and whatever your business is going to be or whatever your social movement is going to be for that example or even just your personal brand but the second thing is is well is this an actual need because you can have passions you can have interests you can have talents but you need to get out there and ask other people hey is this a problem that affects you is this a problem that affects people similar to you is this a problem that maybe even someone you don't know or could you imagine this product making your life easier or someone else you knows life easier there are so many different ways and you need to have those conversations and kind of step into your target consumers shoes tech step inside your target audiences shoes depending on if you know you're doing a product or a so service or a social movement again it just depends on kind of which one which category you fall into but research is everything because you can have a passion you can have an idea but again that's only half of it because there has to be a genuine need and people out there who want to get behind you and who have the same interests and passions and are willing to help and support you. So much wisdom. I love that. So what, what would you be doing if you weren't advocating for education reform and you weren't running two different businesses, the CEO and founder of two different businesses? What, what do you think that you'd be doing if you weren't involved in entrepreneurship? Oh my goodness, that is such a hard question. I don't even think I've ever been asked that on any interviews before. Wow, that's a good one. I think that I would probably be doing a lot of like leadership in school, you know, maybe going for like ASB or something like that. I would definitely be actually, I don't know. That's a, such a good question. Oh my goodness, I am just lost for words. I think okay, I let's go ahead. Maybe like playing lacrosse. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> I've, I've never played lacrosse in my life. I have only ever seen it on movies. I haven't actually even watched a real like 
non-fiction game of lacrosse. I know, it's all in like to all the boys I loved before. So that's kind of what, what sold me on playing that sport. <laughs> I love it. So do you play lacrosse? I did, I did for about a year and a half. And then high school hit and I went, I cannot do this from three to six every day. <laughs> Got it, makes sense. Time management is an important skill for yeah. not only entrepreneurs, but everyone. And just knowing what to say yes to and knowing that you can only be, you know, 100% committed to very few things. And if, you know, if your word is your bond and you go, I'm going to commit to this and give it 100% of my energy to make it the best it can be, you can't do that to 500 things. You know, you can't be like this super like well-rounded person as, you know, we've all heard in the media, you know, you need to be like go into arts and science and play the piano. And you also need to, you know, be the varsity athlete and do all these 500 things and be a straight A student and be a valedictorian. Like that is not good for your mental health please don't do that my friends <laughs> definitely so that's something that I realized like I do love getting exercise and I love running and you know kind of just being athletic and that team bonding but I definitely had to take a step back and go I'm going to be doing dance PE and yoga PE <laughs> right so so that actually brings me to a new question yeah you do a lot of things and you it seems like you put a lot of hard work into them so what what do you do? Obviously, not every person can work 365 days a year, 24-7, right? So what, what do you do to self-care and kind of turn off and take a break so that you don't get burnout? Oh, that is such a good question because burnout is huge, you know, especially if you are someone who commits 100% to something and then that's all you think of because 100% does not necessarily mean 100% of the time. It just means that when you dedicate, you know, that window of time where you're going to go, okay, this hour I'm going to work 100%, meaning I'm giving my 100% effort, but not my 100% time because again, that's pretty much impossible. You can't stay up 24 hours, you know, developing marketing and pitching plans and the going to start up funding competitions and applying for scholarships and grants because that's not humanly possible. I would love to meet someone who did that. I would love to ask so many questions to them. But in terms of what I do is in terms of self-care is I connect with a lot of my, my friends and my loved ones. And I just like take a break from, you know, entrepreneurship and being the CEO and founder of businesses. And I just kind of turn that off because when you're having conversations with people who know you as you and people who don't just know you as, you know, they reporter CEO of this and all like kind of the professional side who just know you as your personal life and know you and value you for who you are like that is so just rewarding but it's also just taking a step back and going these are the people who I want to surround myself with this is why I do those things so even if it's as simple as just you know a FaceTime call for five minutes before class or just texting memes back and forth or just saying hey like how are you doing checking in like those are everything and those connections especially with online just have become so valued and just such a part of my life that I just cherish and I'm so grateful for. That is, that is so incredibly wise. And uh, coming from someone who's not 16, <laughs> I am so proud to, to know that you're figuring that out so early and n knowing that self-care is important. I think that's something that I really value from, um, you know, I choose to look at the the light side of everything, right? Like, yes, lots of bad things have happened because of the last year. Um, 2020 was not fantastic. Uh, but I think a lot of us through this experience have really learned what genuine self-care means. And it's oh, not just wearing yeah. a face mask on Saturday. Like there's, so it's, there's deeper self-care that needs to be done. And 
actually FaceTiming and having a, a meaningful conversation with your loved ones is so important and critical to actually working out. And while you may not enjoy running or you enjoy running, but I don't enjoy running. I'm so, not <laughs> running. I just like the teamwork of running and the, we all just did that. Okay. Thank goodness. But while I'm running, Oh, let me tell you, I am not a runner. <laughs> right. But I like, so, I like the, the camaraderie, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and it kind of goes back to that being with loved ones, surrounding yourself with friends. Like there's, there's more to self-care than taking a hot bubble bath. Yeah. And I think that is the, the plus side of something that we as a collective uh, learned. I hope, I hope a lot of people learned it. I learned it during this pandemic is that I need to take care of myself and I can't be one of those people that operates 100% of the time, 100% of days. Like it's just not feasible. That is so true. And then, you know, a lot of people, they just think of self-care as just like you're saying, you know, like a bubble bath, like the classic, you know, face mask. Okay, all my problems are gone. You know, like that's not necessarily how it works. And if anything, that self-care is very like materialistic in a way of like, it's kind of like the same thing of like money doesn't buy happiness. Money can't buy like things. It's the same sort of thing, you know, because human connection and choosing people who choose you because when the pandemic moved our lives online, it was really kind of the setback of, okay, who do I want to still be reaching out to? Who do I still want to have conversations with? Who is still important in my life? And who, which relationships do I want to keep up? Because then to know that, and then we think, when we can go into like this post-pandemic life, keep those and remember those. And don't just fall back into like the old normal because it was easier because it was simple, you know? And that's something that I think I've seen a lot definitely in my life and in just other people's lives. Like when you go a step, take a step back and everything's online, all of a sudden who you're talking to and you're having conversations with is a lot more important than if it was just in person it's just like you know the person sitting next to you or something like that right choosing people who choose you that is a another nugget of wisdom right in there <laughs> I hope you all listen to it um wow you were blowing me away but again I'm not surprised I'm just so thrilled that you're here so for everyone who has jumped in and maybe you're catching in halfway through um this coffee and conversation we're so glad you're here Yes, um, welcome, I'm, welcome. Yes, welcome. And if you have any questions, I did notice one question uh, popped in earlier, and it, it was uh, to fact check me, I accidentally misspoke earlier. So for those of you who are joining us now or who have been listening the whole time, I mentioned today we're celebrating Girl Scouts, and I accidentally said it's the 100th birthday. It's actually the 109th birthday. Even better. Nine extra years of celebration. Um, super exciting to to be here and to celebrate with a fellow Gold Award Girl Scout. So, uh, Naomi, will you tell us, you've mentioned entrepreneurship and that it's an organization now. Can you kind of explain what the Gold Award Project is for someone who maybe isn't involved in Girl Scouts or hasn't ever heard of it before and kind yeah. of what, what exactly you did to earn that award and distinction? Yeah, for sure. So the Gold Award is the highest award that you can earn through Girl Scouts. It's about a 100-hour project in which you benefit your community. But it's different than just a like a one-and-done sort of a project. And it's also not just a collection drive or a service project because there's a reason why it's the highest honor you can earn. is because it's so much more than just a service project. And service projects, they definitely have their place and they're so important. You know, I mean, we've seen in the pandemic, we need masks for people. We need to donate food. All of those things are so important and the gold award kind of takes it one step further and it involves different layers of leadership of just kind of taking this project that it has linked to a more global and more national level and really figuring out how you want to implement it 
And so for me, the first thing that anyone will tell you when they're embarking on their gold award is do something you're passionate about. And so the minute that I was at that gold award workshop, I was like, okay, it's going to be entrepreneurship. Now, how on earth do I do that? Right? Because again, you can have passion, but that's only about 1% of the gold award process. Then it's figuring out how on earth do I want to incorporate that into my project? And so for me, I partnered with five organizations, like I mentioned, to provide free entrepreneur education courses. We did startup funding competitions. And so originally it was going to all be in person. You know, we were going to have like an investors panel on a live Shark Tank style. But the advantage of, you know, you got to think positively, especially when there are so many things to be negative about. I think looking back as an advantage is that I ended up partnering with Babson College, which is one of the biggest colleges for entrepreneurship. And so I actually had a more worldwide impact than what I was expecting because when you just flip open your computer screen via Zoom, you can connect with so many people just with the touch of a button. And so that to me was great because I was allowed to connect with people from just all over the world and just continue to spread entrepreneurship's message, which is that it is global. You know, it's not just one section of the world that needs to benefit from entrepreneurship or anything else like that. And it is a global problem. So why not have a global reach? And that's something that I wouldn't have really been able to do if it wasn't for the pandemic moving our lives online. I love that. Not one part of the world does entrepreneurship, just like not one type of person can do entrepreneurship. It really yeah. is something that everyone has their own unique skills and talents that they can learn entrepreneurship and fold what they're good at and, and their experiences into what they approach and what problems they solve. So true. So true. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do your goal award. There's no right or wrong way to be an entrepreneur. It's just kind of you do what you care about and you do it because you care about it. And so that to me is huge for sure. I, I remember when I was planning for my gold award project, um, the longest part for me uh, was actually figuring out what problem oh, I wanted to solve. Sure. And sure. I had no idea. I felt like I was pulling teeth when I sat down with um, my my troop leader slash mother, who was my troop leader. Um, and when we were sitting down trying to figure it out, it, I blankness. I had no idea what I wanted to solve until I started to think about. I didn't start mine until I was going into my senior year of of high school because it really took me that long to figure out what I wanted to do, and I. I remember it was right before senior year and I found a scrapbook of um, things that like notebooks, journals that I had um, throughout middle school, high school kind of thing. And I found one page that had a list of like my goals of things that I wanted to accomplish before I graduated that I had made in like fifth grade. And they were things like, um, you know, sell 300 boxes of cookies in a season, but they were also things like join the swim team and, be nominated for homecoming. And they were things that I didn't realize that as a fifth grader, I was cognizant of, but I set those goals because I was cognizant of them and I wanted to do those things. And so for me, my project was once I realized that in fifth grade, I started setting goals and going into my senior year of high school, I had reached some of those goals and I had excelled in some of those areas. Maybe I didn't reach all of them, but I grew and developed because even though I had forgotten about it, I had written it down somewhere. And in my subconscious, it was still a goal that I was trying to reach. I realized how critical goal setting was, especially for, you know, fourth through sixth grade girls. Like that is a pivotal age. And that's 
what I built my Girl Scout Gold Award project about is, is educating others about the importance of goal setting. And that's really what I took. If I had to boil down my Girl Scout experience, which is nearly impossible <laughs> so, to do. So impossible. If I had to, if I was like forced to, I think it would be all about learning to set and achieve goals because that's going back to entrepreneurship. Part of that is our goal is to solve the problem, right? Yes. Our goal is to make an impact. And, and if you don't set smart goals, like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely goals, how can you measure your success? How do you know if you've made an impact? How, how do you know if you solved the problem? And so I love that you're also doing education and focusing on entrepreneurship and taking basically the building blocks that we learned as young Girl Scouts and, and have turned it into something super sustainable, a whole separate yeah. organization to help empower the next generation. I absolutely love everything that you're doing. So thank you for doing it. Of course, of course. And it's just like having these conversations and connecting with other people who say, you know, they learned confidence from this organization or they didn't realize how, you know, their passions intersect with entrepreneurship. Because, you know, when you think of entrepreneurship, you probably think of like Fortune 500 CEOs, you know, you think Jeff Bezos and all those people who have married like multimillionaires, almost billionaires, and you will go, that's not for me. Hold up. I can't do that, you know? And it doesn't seem obtainable, which is why our organization is youth led in order to debunk this that entrepreneurship is just reserved for adults who, you know, have an MBA from Harvard or who have venture capital, who have corporate sponsors and have all these connections because it's not just about making money. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship is that it's not all about, you know, getting a check or anything like that, you know, and so that's what I think is so different about, let's say, entrepreneurship and being a business person, because entrepreneurship is actively seeking to make change, whereas just being a business person is necessarily just kind of doing what has already been done, which totally isn't wrong, like at all, if you're a business major, like keep going at it, you know, you definitely need to learn those skills for sure. But the ladder and the corporate ladder is slowly starting to fade away and people need to know how to make their own jobs and how to innovate and how to adapt in order to be successful. And those are skills that are not necessarily commonly taught in our education system. Exactly to your point, Sierra, is that we kind of need to shift the way that we educate people by teaching them about SMART goals, by teaching them about the United Nations SDGs, all of those things, just to get those, you know, that mind ticking a little bit of like, oh my goodness, I heard about that one place, even if it's just a subconscious, like maybe they just instill one, or if you remember like one thing from a workshop or from anything like that, maybe that one thing really pivots your mindset and you go, oh my goodness, I could do X, Y, and Z with my life that you wouldn't have really without entrepreneurship. And so it really is the future. And so thank you for all of your work with, that you did with your goal award, because knowing how to set goals is honestly, without setting goals, there can be no entrepreneurship. And so they really work together in tandem for sure. They do. And and both goal setting and entrepreneurship are pivotal building blocks to succeeding in life. No matter what chapter of life you're in, they're, they're things that you need to know how to do. And so love it, basically, is all I got to say left. Um, if, if someone here is listening, uh, here's a question. If someone here is listening and they see your passion and see how on fire you are about entrepreneurship, what advice would you give to them if they, like I said, are hearing about this the first time or they're just like super jazzed because they're hearing about it from you and every time before it's been reading it in a book or sitting in class and it hasn't been exciting. What advice would you give for an up and coming entrepreneur who's 
under like just now discovering that this is something that could be for them yeah so the first thing is it's a two-pronged approach i would say with entrepreneurship the first thing is figuring out what your passions are but the thing with that is it's so difficult you'll read pretty much any entrepreneurship book anywhere people will tell you do what you're passionate about i mean i'm saying the same thing i preach that because it's so important if you're not passionate about it it feels like work and it's not necessarily fun and you need to have like a set goal again like the smart goals that's exactly what you need in order to be successful and so but then it's figuring out well what am i passionate about and so so often people have asked me you know i understand that you know you have to be passionate about something in order for it to be successful but where do i find that passion and so it starts with showing up it starts with getting involved and it starts with having conversations doing self-research and having like connecting with other people kind of in your same category and you don't have to know you don't have to know necessarily like i want to be passionate about gender equity it doesn't come to you just like that you're not like i'm going to be passionate about this therefore i'm going to show up and do all these things and all of a sudden the passion will come instead really flip the switch on that and join all these organizations show up to webinars live events and if something resonates with you then keep reaching out keep going to those places do your own self-research and then maybe just and this, let's just take like the environment and climate change for example because that is something that is huge and we definitely need to address you know climate change is such a huge issue and so there's so many different little things that you can do within there to solve it and so my advice to anyone would actually be to go to the united nations sustainable development goals website and you can find the list of the 17 sustainable development goals what other people have done to achieve them and maybe if you read some of those projects organizations and passion projects maybe something will trigger and you'll go oh my goodness i want to do this too uh. That is that is really great advice because first off, I don't I don't know I have never met another sixteen year old who has referenced the United Nations SDGs so confidently <laughs> before in a conversation. And I think knowing what you know and and knowing how to relay the information is so important. Um, the other piece I love that you mentioned getting involved in organizations who are already doing things yes you don't have to navigate entrepreneurship on your own you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time it may feel like you are but you don't have to every time right like there is so much value in partnering with other people other yeah. groups who are already working and if you really don't know what your passion is that's the perfect time to partner with other groups yes oh everyone always needs help everyone even if you're setting up chairs for an event i realize we're virtual even if you're monitoring breakout rooms on zoom and for an event, unmuting participants <laughs> exactly like everyone needs help and that is a perfect way to um kind of job shadow in a sense of of Figuring out what your passion is, learning from other entrepreneurs, learning from other organizations and nonprofits who may be already working in the sector that you're interested in. Um, it's a perfect way to get inroads and start networking and start building um, the awareness of, of what you, you, niche, like you said, there's 17 different um, just in 17 different goals just in climate change alone from the UN. Like, figure out where exactly you can make an impact because yeah. there's so much value in like finding a little bit of sliver Like you don't have to solve all the world's problems yep. you just have to pick one and yes. start making a difference there and it starts compounding and compounding and compounding and you start networking with other people who are making differences in their own areas and then it just then we change the world that's how that's how we do it <laughs> 
Exactly. One step at a time, one passion project at a time, one conversation at a time, completely, 100%. Snaps to that, Sierra. I love it. <laughs> Snaps to that, indeed. So <laughs> what we're going to pivot back to Girl Scouts for, yes, for a second because it is the 109th birthday. I am wearing Girl Scout green today. Oh, my goodness. Um, and <laughs> thank you. I want to ask what your favorite experience in Girl Scouting is, excluding your Gold Award project and things that you've cool things that have come as a result of being in Girl Scouts. What's your favorite singular Girl Scout experience? Favorite singular Girl Scout experience would be my internship actually with Girl Scouts of the United States of America, which I met 25 other girls from around the world who we were originally planning the 2020 National Convention. And so that was the best experience of my life. I only met these girls for about, I'm going to go with 76 hours um, in person. And then of course, everything moves us online. But um, through there, we did a lot of DEIA work. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's diversity, equity, inclusion, and access work, which is something that is so important in Girl Scouts to be as diverse as possible, but more importantly, to be inclusive because, you know, diversity is having everyone represented, but inclusion means that they feel empowered and encouraged to actually use their voice. And that's something that I learned as an intern. Like I always thought, you know, we need to be strive to be as diverse as possible, but I never really understood that DEIA is that there's a reason why it's DEIA and not just D because like there is so much value with making sure that everyone is included and everyone feels valued and they feel like they have a seat at the table but feel empowered to use their voice as a result of that and so we've done some mental health research um, recently I co-authored a report with the Girl Scout Research Institute about how mental health has affected girls during COVID and we've presented that to the national board so we're going to get a lot of mental health resources for girls implemented and so just meeting those 25 girls really showed me that there are so many other people out there who are passionate about things and together we can really truly make a difference and so that's kind of been the biggest takeaway from Girl Scouts for me. That's awesome. How did you get that internship? Funny enough I just applied so I saw like about I'm gonna go with two and a half years ago so it would have been in eighth grade October of eighth grade there was uh, like a call that just said hey apply if you're interested in having a national internship with Girl Scouts of the United States of America and I went sign me up like where is do I apply like I'm ready for that I applied I was selected and so it's been about two years it just ended um like last february 28th was our last day um but we're still doing a little bit of work before the next national board comes in but uh, it's just been a great experience and just to have like an internship even if it's an unpaid internship is something that i'm really really grateful for that girl scouts has provided that opportunity for me well congratulations on that appointment i realize it's a little late but obviously you did really <laughs> great things during it what one thing that i think a lot of people that I talk to when it comes to, so I'm, I attend university. I'm graduating, a graduating senior in 64 days. Not that anyone is counting. No one's counting. <laughs> um, but I think something that people um, have questions about is how to get internships. And mm -hmm. a lot of people think that they are for college students only. And I, and I love that in eighth grade, you applied to an opportunity because that really is, an excellent way to get experience. I mean, yeah. I I lobby for paid internships because I think people should be paid for their work. But I think eighth there's so much ex exception. <laughs> yes, eighth grade is an exception since it is a volunteer organization and a nonprofit that empowers empowers young women. So I think in in most cases, if you are applying to an internship, I think you should really evaluate like what can you learn and is yeah. there an age limit? Like, put yourself in that space to learn and develop so that you're 
next job, you can get paid more because you have experience. I think that's, I think internships are absolutely invaluable. For sure. And everyone, you know, that you apply to any job, everyone goes, you need experience, you need experience. And then it's always the thing of, well, where do you get experience from? You know, because everyone is telling you get experience, but those are the people you need experience from. So it starts with getting internships. Definitely go for unpaid, but paid are amazing as well. And you can't get the paid without some sort of unpaid or some sort of things like that. And so I have to hop on a call at 2.55 my time. Um, so I just was a just about to wrap up anyway. Oh, Perfect timing. So that is that good timing. Mindset, even from a couple thousand miles away. I love <laughs> right. It. I I did want to um, make one note. You mentioned the difference between diversity and inclusion, and I love the way you explained it. I I have a friend, so I compete in the Miss America organization, and we have on stage interview questions and private interviews where we are asked about you know how do we promote diversity and inclusion and all sorts of things, and probably the best description I ever have heard of the difference between diversity and inclusion is from my friend Susanna, who was Miss Cali County 2020 um, here in Kansas. And she said, diversity is inviting someone to prom, but inclusion is asking them to dance. And I think that is like, it is, it, it was like three years ago that she said it. And it still like sticks in my brain because I think we can all make an effort to truly be inclusive and truly ask people to dance. Like when you're sitting in a board meeting and maybe someone hasn't said anything yet, asking them what their opinion is straight up, asking for their expertise, or <laughs> actually inviting someone to dance at prom. I realize prom's a little virtual right now, but those <laughs> kinds of things are something we don't have to sit on a board to be inclusive. We don't have to be a CEO to be inclusive. We can do it in our everyday activities. And so I love that you mentioned it. I love that you learned it through your internship with Girl Scouts. And I want to ask one final question. If there's, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share before I ask this final question? Anything um, we didn't get to talk about? I think we covered just really everything. So thank you. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you were, be able, you were able to join me virtually uh, to have this coffee and conversation Technology today. Technology is amazing. Love it absolutely tech. is. I even um, pulled out my women in business uh, oh, mug for our conversation. Um, and so I wanted to ask, final thing. What advice would you give to the next generation of innovators when they're thinking about something that they can be passionate about and turn into an entrepreneurship project, or maybe they're a brand new Girl Scout who wants some advice? What's your number one piece of advice that you'd like to share with someone today? Number one piece of advice would be to collaborate because there's so much that we can accomplish together as women, you know, there's just so much we can accomplish together as people and everyone has the same like passion and interest they want to solve, you know, no one goes, I don't want to solve issues such as climate change, racial inequalities, gender equities, no one says that. And so ask other people, what are you passionate about? What do you care about? And how can we do that together? Because especially at the beginning, you don't do everything alone. I don't do anything alone and neither will you. So building a team in business is just as important as building a team in Girl Scouts, building a team in an organization because teamwork is everything and everyone brings individual talents and gifts and passions so that we can make a collective future where really no one is left behind. So that's kind of my biggest piece of advice is to value collaboration and working with others. I love that. Thank you, Naomi, for joining me today. I want to let you get to your call, but I want to say thanks. And for everyone who'd like to follow her, I've tagged her and GS Entrepreneurs right there in the top pinned comment. 
Um, she's a 16-year-old powerhouse who does incredible things, and I cannot wait to see the continued impact you you make throughout the rest of your life. I think I called you 17 earlier. I'm sorry if I missed it. Totally okay. I'm, I'm 17 Memories now. are hard for me. So we just okay, get happy that. early, early birthday. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank it. you for celebrating <laughs> the Girl Scouts with me today. I'm so glad it's an organization that we've been able to both benefit from and now both give back to. So thank you, and... I was going to say good night. It's, it's two o'clock your time, three o'clock. And good it's afternoon. Not night. Yeah. And good <laughs> afternoon. Um, so thank you. Hit me up anytime. Of course. And good luck with 64 days to go. We got thank this. You. Thank you. I'm, I'm thank sending you, you all guys from California. <laughs> I appreciate that. Have a Bye wonderful everyone. rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for joining in and for more Let's Go Full Steam Ahead content, be sure to check us out at letsgofullsteamahead.com.